Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep the Podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep. All right, folks, welcome back to GDP Go Deep the Podcast. I'm your host with the most, and usually I fall short. I'm John Nothing Doe, in case you didn't already know. On today's show, it's going to be a special one. Uh, this one is going to be talking about something we all love. It's all near and dear to anybody that lives here. And when I say here, I mean Canada. It's free, at least for now it is. Uh, the healthcare is free, but we pay for it in our taxes. But there's nothing wrong with that. We just have a different way of doing business. On the show today, we have the wonderful Astra Moon. How are you? Hello, I am awesome as always, and hello to all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Right? It's a very special episode. Then we have Mr. Motorsports Mofo himself, Mr. Rubber to the, the, the Asphalt. I couldn't think of anything quick. I'm sorry, bud. You never work quick with your, uh, your one-liners, though, John, but I am happy to be here as always. Thank you, everyone, for having me. And uh, ready to do this and talk with uh, all the things that we love about Canada. I've uh, only ever been good with your Canadian wife. But moving on, uh, also on the show, another special bro host that hasn't been on for a little while. The one, the only, Alan Smithy. How are you, pal? I'm great, A. Welcome to the show, A. And I'm glad to be back, especially talking about Canada, A. A? Exactly. <laughs> you bunch of hosers. Well, um, I would say we're uh, freeloaders, but we pay our taxes, so we're pretty good. So we can't be freeloaders. Well, some of some of us do. Some of us have great fucking accountants. So you know. <laughs> so that's not us here. At Go deep the podcast. But if you know someone, send them our way, please. Actually, I do, and I will. I'll. I'll. I'll text you that. Buddy. Yes. I got a good. I got a really good business uh, accountant, and I'll send you that. Oh shit! I'm actually pretty excited about this. I can't wait till the show's over, and that's that's unusual because that's usually the highlight of my life. <laughs> Tell your accountant to uh, send over a hundred dollar uh, bills to Mofo here. He could help him with the race <laughs> well, car. That's, that's that's right. Well, it's called divestment, right? Divestment. <laughs> well, it's a divestment in investing in Mofo's pocketbook. Like that's what I'm saying. Just uh, send it over no, no, Mofo's gonna, way. Mofo, we're gonna divest from your pocketbook into John Doe's pocket. I, I don't have two good eyes to cry with anyone that is in the uh, racing world. <laughs> anyone that's in the racing world really knows that uh, any uh, good way to go broke is to go racing. So or, I don't or, have two good or, eyes or, to cry with. In my case, own a Jeep. Oh, wow. Own, it, own a Jeep, yeah. I mean, good Chrysler product, just, uh, at least for... Uh... Anyway, we're here. We're talking about what makes Canada great. So let's stay so on track. I would start Take with, uh, I would start with uh, MoFo, but... Much like cars, they devaluate as soon as you leave the yard or the lot. So we're going to start with uh, Asher Moon. How are you? Let's get it going. Three favorite things of Canada. One thing you hate. Let's hear it. Well, my number one thing that I love about Canada is our music. Canadian music is so awesome and doesn't get like nearly enough like credit for like the people being Canadian that like they should be like we have Neil Young like if you want to go old school because you know I'm going to go in like the old school classic rock kind of stuff for this stuff but oh, like yeah. Neil Neil Young and Rush April Wine like um 
the band, like all of these awesome old bands. And then you got like the fluffier stuff, like, you know, you got Joni Mitchell and Ann Murray and Rita McNeil. And then you've got like kind of the newer stuff, like, well, you know, newer stuff for us, like, like my generation, like the Arcade Fire and stuff like that. And then there was like Avril Lavigne and Nickelback and all of those kind of ones. You know? No, no, not, no, not no, 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 not my no. scene, but you know no. what? You they cannot mention. No, they I love you. But you cannot mention Nickelback in the same breath as like Neil Young. That is just offensive. Listen, You're talking listen, about like listen. great acts like Tragically Hip or Buffy St. Marie. No, no. Hey, Nickel- you know what? No. You know what? I am gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the most hated person in Canada after I say I went- this. <laughs> I am not the hugest fan of the Tragically Hip. Well, neither am I. I They're totally right. agree. They're I totally same agree. Here. I think. I think. I think if it wasn't for Canadian content laws, they probably would not have made it as big as they did. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, that's my personal opinion about the matter. I'm not a huge fan, but probably like Rush and a couple like Neil Young, because of Canadian content laws, you hear an awful lot of those bands and that music on the radio, like in general in Canada over the course of one's life. So, you know, maybe by like after 40 years, I'm just a little over it, right? But, like, moving on, though, we've got, like, Brian Adams. And then, like, when you oh, get yeah. into, like, the new stuff, like, there's Drake and The Weeknd and Shawn Mendes and all these people are Canadian. We have amazing, like, hip-hop artists, like, you know, Cardinal Official, Rascals, like, all this stuff from the 90s. Northern so, Touch. So, so amazing. Maestro Northern Fresh West. Touch. Maestro, Maestro Fresh West. Like, I actually saw Maestro Fresh West. I saw oh, Public Enemy a couple. I saw Public Enemy a couple years ago at Sound Academy, which was an amazing, amazing show. And he actually was in the audience, and him and Mishy Me went up on stage and Man. actually like performed a little bit. It was so amazing, like brought me right back to childhood. But, like, Birch Mount, just north of Glendower. I'm telling you that just just conducting things and let your backbone slide. Just great, great song. Absolutely, that's, that's they yep. were so amazing. So yeah, yep. I would say my number one favorite thing about Canada is our music. We have amazing, amazing musicians that come out of Canada, and I think that like you know, and, and it's especially even if you don't really like the music, when somebody says this person's from Canada, all of us get that little bit of like, yeah, that person's from Canada. They're from Canada. Woo woo, you know. So that's kind and of you know, like, Astra, this is this is my here's my issue. Our mu- our music is so great. That I, I'm against, I'm against censorship, and I, I'm against Canadian content regulations, and I'm against Canadian yes. content regulations because our the music is so good that we don't need regulations to get people to like it. People will listen to it and like it. And I know when I was a young person, I worked in a when a teenager, I worked in a record store, and the tragically hip became popular because people would buy the album and they would lend it to their friends and their friends would come in and buy it and they would lend it to their friends. So, you know, good music gets around. People get around. We don't need the government to regulate how much music we listen to, what type of music we listen to, because Canadian music is utterly amazing. Just like you said, I couldn't agree with you more. You know who you guys forgot about? Well, I was just going to say Our Lady Peace. I was just, I grew up with yeah, them a lot. Really good Sloan. Sloan, yes, I completely forgot about Sloan. They were awesome. I didn't realize they were Canadian. Really? Yep, Sloan, yeah, East Coast. Well, you know what, this actually, this actually brings me back to, because I was going to say, like, just, what, probably my favorite Canadian artist, like, if I had to actually pick one Canadian artist who I can always listen to no matter what, 
is Hayden, who is like kind of like an indie folk rock kind of person from the 90s. And like, honestly, I just love everything. I like I have all of his albums and I just love every single thing he's ever done. And I have since I was like literally in the seventh grade, I think is the first time I heard uh, As Bad As It Seems, I think the name of that song is. And uh, speaking of the uh, seventh grade, I think Alan Smithy was in the seventh grade in what, like 1942? 1943, <laughs> man. Listen, listen. I was close. I'm happy I was to close. be old, brother. I'm happy to be old. That's that shit. I'm OG, man. I remember. I was around. I was 14 when Reckless came out. So yeah, I get the whole Brian Adams thing. He was around yeah, when so, God was born. But that's my. That's <laughs> he my cuts like a knife. One. He just does. He cuts like a knife. Oh shit. He's an anti-masker now. I think. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Adams is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's an anti-masker. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah, had all that uh, money spent to do facelifts. But, Why you know, would he, uh, listen, those songs are classics, though. They're classic. They're classic, right? Yeah. And he also had sex with Tina Turner. So what can you say? Really? Like, for sure. I that's made up. That. that can't be true. I didn't I know that. I guarantee that's 100% true. You know who I've you guys forgot? I've never heard that before. See, you guys weren't born when they did a duet in the late 80s. But, yeah, totally. Well, you would have been, what, 40 at the time? So I makes sense. I was 37, <laughs> man. I yeah, was it was totally banging Tina Turner back in the late 80s. Guaranteed. Conspiracy Theories 4.0 with Alan Smithy. <laughs> oh, dude, listen, we're getting there. When it comes up to me, conspiracies and this country is one of the great things I love. And we've been screwed over like nobody's business. But okay. that's for later. You know, well, before yeah, well, we go into... That's my, my number one, though, is my is Canadian music. I'm, I love Canadian music. Hooray to every Canadian musician. You guys are all amazing, and I love you. Astra, what's your favorite Canadian song? Oh, fuck, I don't know. That's Give me like... one. Informer by Snow. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you know what, though? I do know... I've been trying to drop that shit for half an hour. Yeah. yeah. I, I do know... Every single word to that song. Well, except nobody knows like the blah, 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 yeah, yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but everybody knows every word to that song. Oh, geez, I don't know. What's my favorite Canadian song? Oh gosh, you know what? Let me think on that, and I'll come back to you because All that's right. a that's a that's a tall order, man. That's sure a it is. that's a that's a big I'm, ass. I'm just so. a quick related on a quick my 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 uh, partner. For her birthday last fall, I got her a cameo from Jan Arden. Oh, wow. So oh, if you don't right know what, on. If you don't know, what, if for anybody who's listening doesn't know what cameo is, cameo is a website you can go to where you can pay money to a celebrity and they will record a video message for you. And I got her one from Jan Arden because my partner is a huge fan of Jan Arden, not just for music, but of like the advocacy for animal rights. Okay. And it, the, the cameo was amazing. And for... My brother-in-law and sister-in-law, uh, uh, we got them Doug Gilmore and uh, Wendell Clark because they're both fans of the one of the worst teams in professional hockey. The Toronto Calm so, down. Yeah, yeah. So I got them. I got them cameos from great Canadians, Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark, and just a fantastic. But yeah, Jan Arden, another great Canadian musician. Astro. Okay. Okay. For for the low low price of I don't know five hundred dollars, I'll do a cameo appearance for anyone too. Oh All man, me too. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I would pay for a cameo promotion. I want perfect. I, I will take you up on that. I will yeah. take you up on that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting for you to launch your YouTube channel with car fix car, car repair videos. Oh God, I'll I'll be dead before that happens. Life is busy when you're uh, in the drag racing. Sure, sure, sure. You either want to make money or you don't, Sunshine. 
Oh shoot! I'm 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 on the going broke train right now, so uh, I'll I'll take whatever you're gonna give me. Yeah, he's right, so broke man. the train doesn't go chugga chugga. It just makes a like a thumping or a grinding sound. A ding. <laughs> yeah. Astro Moon. So what are the other two things you really love about this country? So we covered music for you, and we got Alan Smithy all, right. all in a, a little tizzy. Now let's see what else <laughs> is going on. I guess okay. So number two, I would say, has to be the scenery. Canada is probably like I've traveled a lot and I traveled across Canada. I've been to both ends of Canada. The only place I haven't really spent a lot of time is like the prairie provinces and like up north and like the territories and stuff. Yeah. But Canada is literally the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. Like I have probably my favorite place in Canada is the Trans Canada Highway through New Brunswick. Um, like I've driven out to Nova Scotia a couple of times and actually I'm going to shout out, hi, Laurel, I love you. One of my best, very best friends lives in Cape Breton Island. So I'm just saying, hello, I love you. Um, what's it called? I've driven out through New Brunswick a million times. And every time I do, I shush everyone in the car. Like no one talk. I just need to just sit and admire how beautiful this is. It's like forests for like you. kilometers upon kilometers. It's just so beautiful. And like I've been in obviously in Nova Scotia, out in the ocean. It's so beautiful out there. It's a little cold for and my cold, liking, but I was gonna say. It's 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 beautiful out there. And then I've been out west in British Columbia in the mountains and stuff. And I'm not like a huge fan of Vancouver really. Like it's nice, but it's a city. You know what I mean? Like I like scenery, scenery. And like I spent uh, some time in Chilliwack and Abbotsford and it was absolutely gorgeous out there. I loved it. But like I once the weather gets nice, I'm like I never spend any time inside. I'm always outside walking a trail or in a valley, a forest on like a beach somewhere like in Canada, because there's always something so beautiful here for us to see. And there are like, there's a bunch of places like I'm, I have like on my bucket list, like the number one place that I would love to go, even though it's a pretty serious, um, a pretty serious like big trip is the Torngat Mountains National Park in Labrador. It's like northern Labrador, like between like the ocean and Quebec. And it's like humongous. It's like 9,700 square kilometers or something like that. But it's absolutely, the pictures are absolutely gorgeous. And like you need like guides and stuff to get up there. It's not uh, like something that you can really do. Oh, I'm yeah, still so here. Just, just not, listen, like I couldn't agree with you more, Astrid. Um, Sorry, no, my yeah. phone, my phone getting all kinds, yeah. i'm getting all kinds of notifications from you guys on my phone yeah down down east um it is so beautiful and so picturesque that when i was down there the first time in my life i i looked around and i thought i was in a dream like it is so perfect peggy's cove it is so perfect that you you just you can't you're in awe of its of its sort of uh splendor and its beauty natural my, um, beauty at best oh exactly yeah my, my uh my significant other my partner her family lives in Tomogamy, so we go up several times a year up to Tomogamy and driving north of Algonquin Park uh, in the fall just that trip all the way up seven hours up to Tomogamy you really I, I totally agree with you Astra you you don't understand the splend the the splendor and the majesty of this country until you get on the road and see it for yourself it is uh, it's breathtaking you just can't believe how lucky we are that this country is as beautiful as it is. We have so much, like we have oceans, we, we have, do. we have deserts, we have the Canadian shield. So you get all that like cliff rock forest action. Yeah. We've yeah. got Niagara Falls. We have so many beautiful We've got places, the best looking right? Niagara Falls. Let's be honest. There's two falls. 
we've got we definitely have the better Niagara Falls. Sorry, guys. Sorry, US. Yours falls short. But um, yeah. And then you know, like, and even too, like, when you go to places like Montreal and Quebec City, like, not so much here in Toronto. In Toronto, we have not done a great job of like, like, you know, keeping our historical flavor, like, of our buildings and stuff like that. But when you go out to like other places, like some of the really older places in Canada, you get like a lot of beautiful architecture and stuff like that. Quebec City is beautiful. Montreal, exactly. Old Montreal is yes. beautiful. It's, old yeah. Montreal is, is probably the, the, the most beautiful city it in, really in is. Yep. Canada like that I've seen yep. so far. It's just yep. lovely. And then that's really like we're so fortunate here that we can have a little bit of everything. You know, like sometimes like, you know, you go out east, it's colder out east. You go out west, it's warmer out west. Right. But like it's still you get a little bit of everything and it's just so gorgeous. There's some, something here for everybody. Right. You know, pe- so, people associate surfing with like Hawaii and California, but you can surf in Tofino. In Tofino. Actually, you can that- surf, you can surf in, in, uh, uh, in, um, just off of New Brunswick. You know what? And you I know? actually, they have Fundy. I actually am so bad for like being uh, like for my, going back to my Canadian music thing, surfing in Tofino just made me think of one of like, I've seen this band probably more than any band live that I've ever seen in my entire life. But Planet Smashers, which is a wicked ska band from, I believe it's Montreal. But yep. yeah, they're totally awesome. And um, the other thing, too, that you, we, people don't really realize about Canada, because, you know, you think about cool wildlife being other places. But we have so much awesome animal stuff here. Like, right even in, like, we live in Toronto. And, like, my son and I will go bird watching. We have foxes and deer and stuff like right around us all the time, and like that's so or awesome. Wild that's part turkey. of it. Well, I've been, I've been, I've been referred to as a fox and foxy, so I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, definitely, definitely, there. You're Alex, goddamn maybe. right about that woman. So, guys, hold goddamn on, I'm calling right Maury, and uh, he just confirmed that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> But even still, you know, like if you go north up into the Northwest Territories or Nunavut or Yukon or even like northern Manitoba, you're going to see like seals and like polar bears and stuff like yeah. that, like moose, caribou, like all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff, like just right there. And like you don't realize like all this stuff is in Canada, too. Like we have crazy fish and like I work I work with a lot of stuff where I get to see a lot of Canada. And like I like I really like along with going to uh, Labrador for that national park, like a trek through that national park, going up to the Northwest Territories is like also on my bucket list. Like that, it it just looks absolutely beautiful up there, and uh, I would love love to see it and go for like a little wilderness thing through there my, one day. My my partner's my partner's boss is a whitewater canoeer, and wow. about a decade ago, uh, he did this dream trip of his uh him and about eight of his buddies they chartered a plane and they uh, flew up to the northwest territories and started a canoe trip for a few days into alberta and they were just left in the bush and they had all their provisions and canoes and canoed from northwest territories into alberta and the pictures were just like unbelievable just absolutely just stunningly unbelievable you that's know? amazing. Well, that's yeah. like my my older brother does a portage trip through Algonquin National Park, yeah. or provincial yeah. park, every year. Yeah. And uh, like I, if I wasn't so busy with my regular job, I would totally have gone with him a bunch of times by now. But like you but know, like, and that's, they carry their canoe for like that, you know weeks right. through the yeah. like the, the the wilderness, right? And like that's just that's so awesome that we can do but, that here too. Like right? think about like, that. Like three hours from from Toronto, 
you can be in the southern edge of Algonquin Park and you can canoe for two days and not see another living person. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's breathtaking. But yeah, you guys should check out pictures of that Torngat uh, Mountains National Park. It's absolutely stunning. It's gorgeous. And like, if I don't make it there before the end of my days, like I will literally have, I feel like I will have missed out. I think, I believe there's also another place in Southern Ontario and I believe it's uh, maybe an hour away from Niagara Falls, if I remember correctly. But it's St. Mary's. And it, it was um, the whole area was built over, I believe, a nickel mine or something like that. Anyways, the water is like, it looks tropical. Like it's like a, like a very like um, teal colored, like um, ocean like Caribbean look to it. It's probably oh, freezing cool. cold. But the pictures are absolutely amazing. I haven't been to that one, but there's another one near Niagara Falls, actually a lot closer. It's like maybe five, 10 minutes away. Like, you know, the name of the place is uh, slipped my head. So I'll try to remember before the end of the podcast what it is. But it's also the same principles. It's like a trailer slash um, cabin park. And basically, it was the water that's there is built over an old quarry. So I guess if you had the right equipment, you could probably scuba dive and see some of the old like train marks underneath the water or like at the bottom of the water rather. That's crazy. Well, apparently people do a lot of that too. They do. There's a lot of like um, shipwrecks and stuff in like the Great Lakes. Yeah. And like yeah. you can go scuba diving and see some of that stuff as well. I'm not a scuba diver. I've gone scuba diving once and it was honestly the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I do not do well 30 feet under the water. So I'm just not going to do okay. that anymore. Okay, let's, like, let's, let's circle back to your music, Gordon Lightfoot and the wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald. Yeah. Boom. I actually, two, two things. Great Lakes. Shipwreck, three things. And, and then back to the music. I actually saw Gordon Lightfoot live a couple of years ago, too. And even though he's, you know, definitely getting on in years, he actually was really, really amazing live, too. It was a great, I, I met him, great I show. I met him once on the street. He was walking by. I said, hey, Gordon. He's like, hey, man. And just kept going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Just, he's probably without beating, without, after, like, without missing a years. beat. He just, yeah, hey, man. And just kept on walking <laughs> by. It was Probably, probably used to that after like 60 years, you know. It's probably like just that. Say, I mean, yo, okay, just keep on going, right? You know, like, it, it's it's funny. Toronto's like that, and our celebrities are like that. And and I met Dan Aykroyd the same way, like 20 years ago when he was in town filming Blues Brothers 2000. I lived downtown at the time, and I was out walking my dog near Ryerson because I lived near Ryerson. And I'm just like standing in the park and him and his buddy are, are walking up the street and I'm on the phone with my partner and I, uh, I'm i like, holy shit, Dan Aykroyd. And he came up and I talked to him for a few minutes and John Candy had just passed away a few years earlier. And I said how sorry I was that John passed away. And I said, here, can you just say hello to, you know, my partner? And uh, so Dan Aykroyd got on the phone and it, he's just the nicest guy. And we just had like a quick five minute conversation and off he went. But like, that's, that Canadian, like, that's just sort of our, our identity. We're just, you know. Super nice. Wonderful. More. Yeah. Right. So what is your third one there, Asher Moon? Well, number three, uh, you know, like, this this one might be, like, controversial to some people, but hopefully it's not really controversial to some people. I don't really give a shit what anyone else thinks. This is my my number three. Well, so obviously, because whatever. you said Nickelback, so obviously you don't give just, a shit what anybody thinks. I was thinks. trying to be inclusive. Alan you know, inclusive, inclusive jerk. Okay? Inclusive <laughs> would be talking about like, like Buffy St. Marie or Susan the Glucart. Inclusive is not like Nickelback. That's just bullshit. Listen, okay, it just. I'm listening, honey. 
I was, I was just trying to be inclusive. Just get off my, get off my back, Alan. God. <laughs> well, anyways, no, you know, he keeps, he keeps picking on me like this. He's going to need number three. And okay. Number, number three is I am a big fan of our healthcare system. Nice. And I know that a lot of people do not like our healthcare system and it does have its flaws. It has its flaws most definitely, but for just myself alone, my, between myself and my son, I, who ha, you know, if you guys listen to the cancer episode, if you haven't listened to the cancer episode, go back and listen to the cancer episode. If I lived in certain other places in the world, I would be bankrupt to bankrupt. I probably would have chose to die because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to afford all of this stuff. My son has a chronic disease or a chronic illness. He has epilepsy. And so because of that, we've had tons and tons and tons of doctor's appointments, specialists, treatments. He's had MRIs. He's had EKGs or whatever those things, brain scan things. I'm a doctor. I don't know any of this stuff. You know what I mean? He's had all of this stuff. And you know how much it's cost me? Zero. Not, not a penny up front. I pay taxes. But you know what? I'm happy to pay taxes for myself to make sure that I don't have to pay for a bill when I don't have the money, number one. And number two, to make sure that the people around me who are less fortunate than I am, and I'm not even that fortunate, but the people who are less fortunate than I am don't have to even deal with the stress on top of the already crap that they have to deal with in their lives, right? Way too much like going I, on. I, I personally think that it's the sign of a good society that we take care of our, our less fortunate. And I think Absolutely. that our, our healthcare system is, exemplifies that. Of course, when you're trying to find a one-size-fits-all for 30-some-odd million people, Things are going to not work out all the time. Things are going to fall through the cracks every once in a while. But when it comes down to it, if you really, really need help, you really are sick, you don't have to worry about it the same way. Like, you know, I had a baby when I was 23 years old. You know, our neighbors to the south, that would have screwed me. I was a 23-year-old, like, with a shitty job. You know what I mean? Like, no real good kind of education or anything like that. It would have screwed me. I wouldn't have been able to afford it. I would not have been able to afford to give birth. And then I would have been in debt. And you know what I mean? Like, and then what kind of life is that at 23 years old to have debt? So I'm so grateful. Like, I'm not, I'm not casting like serious judgment on anybody else. I don't want to do that because I'm not a healthcare expert. I can't say, you know what I mean? I'm not an insurance expert. I don't know anything except like the basics of the things I have to deal with. Like I get to deal with or need to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But I'm so, I'm so grateful. I like, I, I'm so grateful every day that I had, I got to go through all that surgery and all that stuff that I had to go through last year. And I didn't have to pay for a damn thing. I paid for uh, my Uber. I paid for my Uber back, back and forth from the hospital. Uber. Astra, I'm, I, I'm kind of an expert, and you're 100% right. Like, I, I talk to my family. Most of my family is American, and they don't – they cannot grasp the idea that our tax rate is actually about the same as what people in New York State or California or Massachusetts or Texas pay. Well, not necessarily Texas, but California or Oregon or – New York or Massachusetts or New Jersey, our marginal tax rate in the province of Ontario is almost identical to what they're paying in those states, and yet we have health care. They do not. The fact that like you gave birth, that my my partner went into the hospital during our last pandemic in 2003, gave birth and didn't cost it. I paid for parking and that's it. You know, so our healthcare system is amazing. You know, and you compare it to like the Australian healthcare system or the British healthcare system, and if you really drill down on the details, you will see just how amazing ours is. 
But I have to be honest, that parking you paid for probably was the equivalent of our health bill because <laughs> it's pretty damn Absolutely. expensive. Yeah, it was. Well, I, it was Mount, I, there's a hospital in Toronto called Mount Sinai and the parking there was exorbitant, but it was worth it. You know, like it was no, not a problem. It was, if that's all I had to pay for the, uh, you know, the birth, the birth of my daughter, then yeah. that's, that's peanuts. Yeah. And that bag of well, Doritos yeah, like, from the vending machine while you're waiting for it all to happen. Well, you know <laughs> yeah, what? Well, absolutely. You know, and yeah, like, yeah, you know, for the average Canadian listener who's going to know exactly what I'm talking about, when you like, you know, you break your wrist or you break your ankle or something and you go in there and you sit and you wait for a few hours to be seen. Yeah, it sucks. But that's because your granny who just had a heart attack or something like that went first. You know what I mean? And like that, like when, you know, minor stuff. Yeah, you have to wait a little bit for minor stuff. But that's like, you're not going to die. People who are going to die are going to go first. And that's awesome to know that if I'm going to die, I get to go first. They're so good that they, they triage. You know, you walk into an emergency room, and if you need to be seen right away, you get seen re- right away. Same with the like, specialists. Uh, a lot of things that my American family complain about is like, oh, you know, if I want an MRI or if I need a CT scan, I can get it done right away. Well, you can get it done right away if you want to pay for it. Up here... You know, your doctor triages you. So if you need, and and Astra, you can speak to this because you had cancer. You know, when you needed scans or tests or something, they assessed you. And if you needed it, you got it right away. That's how it works. Literally, I went to the doctor with the lump on a Tuesday. I had the mammogram on a Wednesday, got the results Wednesday afternoon and was in a surgeon's office on Monday. Exactly. See, that's exactly it. And I explained that to my to my family in the States. And it just because all they hear is propaganda. Oh, Canadian healthcare, you wait for Well, especially you, too when it when it comes to that, like you wait ninety years for an MRI. Like that was in the nineties. Like we right. have stuff now. You right. know what and, I mean? Like, but it's also it's triage. Like you know, you in the states, everything is on demand. Oh, I feel like I want to do it, so I, I, I it's you know, it's selfishness. I demand it, so I want it now. So give it to me now. So, well. Fine. You can get an MRI in Canada right away if you want to pay for it. Like we have private MRI clinics mm-hmm. and you can pay the, the NHL, the NBA, the, the uh, MLB, all our professional sports teams. For, for example, one of the uh, members of the uh, Maple Leafs was badly injured a few nights ago in a hockey game. Well, he got a CT scan and MRI right immediately that night. Why? Because the team pays for that. Um, and you can pay for that. But if you if you want to be part of our healthcare system, the the amazing people that work in the healthcare system, from the doctors to the nurses to the technicians, radiologists, everybody in the system, they just do a fantastic job at triaging you and taking care of you. And Astra, you are the the best result of that. Exactly. Like it's you know it's a great system. When really it when is. it comes down to it, it's an yep. amazing system. And it I I, an I couldn't system. ask for yep. anything better. And honestly, to make sure that, like, everybody has the same equal chances for stuff is really important to me, right? Like, when it comes to that kind of thing, I don't know how, like, even with, like, my financial situation, my own personal financial situation aside, I don't know how I would necessarily feel if I, like, watched somebody, like, I went to a doctor's office for something and somebody, and watched somebody who couldn't afford to pay for it leave. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if I could watch that, like morally, if I could watch that well, kind of interaction and, what and, and the, be okay with it. You know what I mean? What, so, what happens in the States is that you get care, but you get crappy care. You get the worst care. You don't always get the special special care you need. And it's very, 
neglectful care. So, or you, know, you go you, into like debt upon debt. Like exactly, I don't know you guys Medicaid and Medicare. It's just it's a it's a horrible situation. And you know, like there was a documentary uh, about twenty years ago by Michael Moore called Sicko, where he compared the American healthcare system to the Canadian healthcare system. Didn't he do Cuba in that one too, or did he do Cuba? He did. In a he did one? do Cuba. He did do Cuba in that one. And the one thing I remember this this guy was working on doing a home renovation project. And he severed two of his fingers and he couldn't afford to attach both. And so the doctor, you know, he managed to bring both fingers to the hospital, but his healthcare, he couldn't afford to put both back on. The doctor said, just pick one. One gets put back on, the other gets thrown out. And that's just, you know, that won't ever happen up here. And, but again, and the one thing, you know, and and, uh, again, uh, John Doe said, don't get political, but it's very important to remember that our healthcare system is on us to protect. And the only way we can protect our healthcare system is being very, very careful who we elect into office and understanding exactly what the parties that we elect into office, what they stand for and what their motivations are and what their ideologies are, and not necessarily listening to what political parties say during a campaign but what historically have they stood for? So it's up to us as Canadians to protect our healthcare system with everything that we have by making sure that we vote people in to political office who have the same self-interest in our healthcare system, who, who do not want to make it more Americanized. That's, that's on us. I agree. Agreed. I don't know if a two-tier system will actually work in our benefit our benefit i we, think it would actually well, work out we, against we have we have a two-tiered system here now anybody you can you can get private care if you health. want anybody yeah. who has mental health issues knows there's a two-tiered system right like That's, if you need absolutely. to go see a psychologist if you need to go see a psychiatrist you're waiting yep. if you yep. want to go pay for a psychologist you can go tomorrow yep. you know what i there's, mean so but hopefully, it's just not two-tiered to the same extent as the u.s is or even alberta no Alberta is uh, yeah. a different animal, and a lot of our healthcare systems in Canada are are monitored and usually handled directly with the province rather than the federal government, which sometimes yeah. puts money in whenever I guess it's election time. <laughs> so, Ashley, but Moon. you know what? Though I don't think I don't think it'll ever change. Though the people the people like it, so it'll never change. I don't think. So. I certainly hope never, so. Never say never. But with the exorbitant charges of the new uh, the new way of doing business, or like even like the new equipment going up and up, and inflation causing a lot of uh, issues with price, we could start seeing a more P three system or a more um, private system outrank our uh, social system, our uh, free healthcare. You know what I mean? Well, you'll see you'll see my old granny ass out protesting that. So <laughs> perfect. You you and me both, Astra. <laughs> So, Asher Moon, let's uh, let's find out the one thing you hate. The one thing I hate about Canada, and honestly, it's not even going to be a hate because I don't really hate anything about Canada. I love it here. I'm grateful that I live here and everything, but I'm not a huge fan of our weather. Okay. I, what? Like, <laughs> I love I love the summer here. I love the summer. Like now, we're like in summer weather. I'm in shorts and tank, in a tank top every day, and that makes me the happiest. I I could possibly ever be. I like being too hot. It makes me the happiest too. Keep that shit coming. Of course, of course, BFF. But uh, filthy. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, No, but you know, when it comes to like, 
Like, I like, I spring, I could take or leave. Spring, sometimes spring is really, really nice. Sometimes spring, like this year, our spring totally sucked. And it was kind of like, you know, a little bit milder winter until like a couple of weeks ago, really. Um, Fall, I'm a big fan of fall. I like the colors. I like how it's hot during the day and cool at night. And I do like winter until Christmas. So, Astra, I got to stop you because you took one of my favorites. um, Even though this is your hate. Weather is actually one of my favorites. and Is it really? Yeah. You know what? Think about this. And this is the way I always explain Canada to people when it comes to weather. Is think about a place that you can enjoy four seasons. I don't necessarily like winter. I don't like ice. I don't. Li- I only like ice in my, uh, my fucking uh, CC. But you got to look at fall. Fall out here is beautiful. It's the only place I know you can wake up in the morning and have freeze your ass off. By noon, you're cooking your ass off. And by night, it's all kind of controlled and you have a nice uh, chilly wind coming through and you can be drinking your CC in the hot tub watching a hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, it's true. It's no, true. I, I, that's, see, I agree with you. It wasn't one of my top three, but I definitely, I totally agree with you that the weather here is, I mean, nobody likes winter. No. There's really, really well, no, very winter, few people that like winter, winter is, but it's winter beautiful. Is, winter is lovely until Christmas. Like when you've got all the decorations and the twinkly lights everywhere and the snow sparkling and it always, yeah, for whatever it's reason, yep. when, when it snows before Christmas, it gets really quiet. Yep. So yep. like it's super quiet and then you've got all this pretty snow and all these beautiful lights and it's just beautiful. But then honestly, December 26th, that tur- shit all turns to mush. Everything is <laughs> awful. And then you just freeze your ass off for the next two months. Snow. And I hate it. I, I hate it. So much. I will never, like, I'm the first person in my family born in Canada. And I always tease my parents, like, when, well, my, when they were, my dad was alive. But I always tease them that, like, why did you pick Canada? Like, why didn't you save, like, a couple hundred dollars more and just take the plane a little bit farther south? Like, what made you pick, what, what made you pick a place that snows? Come on. Come on, guys. You know, snow is only good <laughs> for two things. It's good for tobogganing and giving mofo snow jobs. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. I haven't thought of a snow job since I was in, like, the seventh grade. Oh, you're not missing anything. You brought me back. Oh, my goodness. You're not missing. Giving Mofo a snow job is just one of the greatest things in the world. (laughs) But, yeah, I love love our summer weather best. I I know people hate how humid it gets and how disgusting it gets and stuff like that, but I love it. I I could never – there's no too hot in my world. I I could – like, I, I will travel to the Caribbean in the summer because I like it hotter. Like, I like it when it's better, when it's that hot down there. Like, I like 35, 40 degrees. That's awesome for me. Definitely so, prefer to sweat over shivering, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, Mofo, what do you think about the weather? You know, we have uh, Ashley. I hate it. Oh, fuck you, too. I, I absolutely uh, hate it. Yes, yes, <laughs> somebody's on my side. You know, you know, here, here's the thing, you know, is in the, in, a, in the nicer months, I mean, I love summer. I love the heat that we get. Um, I don't mind the, the spring. Some nice, you know, 20-degree days here in Ontario are nice. But I'm, uh, I, I've, I've lived here my whole life, quite literally. Never once have I gotten used to our winters. You know what? We're going at least from like a minus 20 day in winter to the other day is plus 33 here. So a 53 degree temperature change i've never gotten used to that sorry yeah it's crazy you know what i mean this when i say this mofo stands for motherfucker in case you guys haven't caught on by this point and what (laughs) the reason i'm saying that is because him and asher moon you're a bad man john you're a bad man no both you 
and Asher Moon are part-time Canadians. That's what you guys are. You guys only come for the nice time and leave for the bad. Yep, I totally agree. Hashtag part-time Canadians. (laughs) You and Alan over here sit here and talk about, you know, sitting in a hot tub watching the the game. The hockey game, yes. Well, I don't yeah, want you're, 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 so fuck you, but yeah, I'll sit. <laughs> I will, I will sit, I will sit in a hot tub with a Caesar, which is a good Canadian drink. Yes. And I will watch a rerun of SCTV. That's about as Canadian as it gets, right there. You know, true ever, enough. Ever. True enough. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we just got to give a shout out right now to Strange Brew, like probably the greatest Canadian movie it is ever the made. Greatest Canadian movie. Ever the made. Yeah. Yep. Can I can I just give a shout out? Just like I know it, I, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna rank it in my in one of my three things I love about Canada, and oh, I know I'm gonna on, get the, oh I'm sorry, are we on you now? Is that the deal? Are, we, are, are you done? Are, are I guess uh, are I guess done? we're moving well, forward. Okay, no, so. I, sorry, I, I just had, I guess what I mean is I, Mofo gets these thoughts sometimes, and he just has to go with them. I just had to go with it, and I thought of this, and I'm like, just while we're talking about what we hate and what we love, and all of a sudden just. It just came to me. I'll come back to it. I got time. I'll come back to it. Oh, no, no. Please, please, please. I, Folks, I'm let's get on to it. Motorsports Mofo. Let's hear what you like because we already know what you hate. Contain, I can barely contain my fucking enthusiasm. I, I, can, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. I was just thinking, I had this epiphany and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, Ed the Sock and Speaker's Corner, like I, I miss that part of Toronto and, and, and what made it fun because people all over Canada be tuning in at the time to much music watching this stuff. And then, of course, you see the people there on Speaker's Corner on like a Saturday night and just all piled into that little booth. And I, I don't know, I just said that thing. I had to get it off the tip of my tongue. Okay. Ed the, okay, Ed the so Sock here's, is still here's... around. I know, but I'm saying when we used to see them all the time, though, on much music, it was just true, part of true. it. Okay, it was just, so... like, that's what I meant. And this is going back. As well. This mm-hmm. is going back about twenty years. So twenty years ago, my uh, one of my nieces who lives in northern Ontario, um, her and her friend were like fifteen at the time, and they wanted to come to Toronto, and they stayed with my partner and I because they really wanted to go see a taping of Electric Circus. That was oh, the oh shit, yeah. show God, every night. Circus. And for anybody that's listening, Electric Circus was a TV show that was hmm. on Friday nights where this TV station that used to exist in downtown Toronto would open up their doors, their street level, and they would have literally a dance party that would close down a block and a half around the building, and it would be like an elect- electronic music dance party every Friday they night. Had, they had flashing like neon lights. It was and, the like, craziest yeah. scene. So, dancers the, in the you'd windows. Have, you'd have to really look on like YouTube to really see. YouTube Electric um, Circus. So, it was Monica Diol, right? Yes. Monica Diol, that's right. Yes, so, Monica Diol, man. She was so, the mom. Uh, my niece came down and her friend and my sister, who still lived in, in town before she moved to the States, and my wife, they decided to take my sister and my wife decided to take the two girls to electric circus. And I'm like, I have no interest. I'm going to stay at home with the dog and we'll watch you on TV. So sure enough, I'm watching TV. I've got the dog on my, um, on my lap and we're watching TV and it pans to the window. And there's my sister on one of those platforms, just shaking it. And my oh, wife is just not far from her. And I just, I sat there dumbfounded, looked at the dog, the dog looked at me and I'm like, well, that shit escalated quickly. So yeah, actually, Electric Circus, I totally agree with you. It's so funny that you're mentioning this, though, because when I lived in my house, we used to have a big Halloween house. party. Pronounce it like a Canadian. Astro. In my in my house. House. Uh, house. With, house. Used, house. My house. We used house to have, is my house. 
New Duda Budic. <laughs> but we used to have a big Halloween costume party every year. And one of the, the year that COVID happened that we didn't get to have our Halloween party, I actually wanted to do electric circus theme because we have like these big windows in the front of the house. And Please tell I me wanted you did to... sexy nurse. Please tell me sexy nurse. I was never invited to this Halloween party. That's because totally no one wants to see you dress up like a sexy COVID. nurse. COVID, COVID. The Halloween sexy party. COVID nurse? Yes. The Halloween party. That sounds her. fun. No, I was a sexy zombie nurse a couple years ago, though. Now yeah, we're talking. Okay, I'll, I'll take yeah. that. Yeah, that's Yeah, fine. exactly. So there you I'll go. Sure. Um, what's it called? But no, I, we were going to do an electric circus theme. We were going to do the lights in front of the big windows in the front of the house, and we were going to have people like silhouette dance in the windows. So we had electric circus theme for the Halloween party. That was I was so excited for it. And then COVID. So it's just funny that you mentioned electric circus. You know, going oh, back to that. electric circus, one I, I got to throw in a personal story. So I'm a friend of mine, and... When this guy talks, you really wonder if there's anything going on upstairs. Okay? I love the guy. He's a really nice guy. Was this before you and Mofo? Oh, this is long. I think I know who the character is you're talking about, John. I think I know him well. It's not Alan Smithy. Moving on. Uh, So my friend. I'm thinking of you, actually, but. uh... (laughs) So uh, I'll send you a picture of my middle finger in about 2.0 seconds or 2.5 seconds. (laughs) Uh, So this guy, he's a really nice guy, and he loves. He used to love electric music or uh, dance and freestyle music. So he would always be like, I'm going to go to Electric Circus. I'm going to go to Electric Circus. I'm like, buddy, don't go down there. And he's like, I'm going down there. So every Friday night, he'd go down there. And every Friday night, he'd be disappointed because they wouldn't put him on TV. Nice looking guy, but not really TV material, if you get my drift. So (laughs) finally, (laughs) the last week of Electric Circus that no one knew it was being canceled or they were changing their programming or whatever, he got on the show. So I was watching it because every Friday night I would put it on just to see, you know, if he managed, he gets on. And as soon as the camera goes on him and the camera, because this camera always would like kind of spin around the room slowly so everybody could get a good look of everybody just jamming out. This guy's following the camera around the room. <laughs> so later that night, he comes back. To, he's like, oh, I was on it. I was on the guy. I seen it. I'm like, I only seen you for like a split second. Like when you were following the camera. And he goes, yeah, they kicked me out after. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, it would have been better if they filmed that part too of him getting booted. Like almost yeah, like uh, Uncle Phil that. kicking out uh, Jazzy Jeff. about Electric Circus is that everyone always made fun of everyone who went on Electric Circus or the idea of even going to yes. Electric Circus, but everyone watched it. Everyone fucking watched Electric Circus. Like, I listened to punk music. I was like a little freaky goth with different colored hair and 20 old steel toe docks, and I yep. watched Electric Circus. Everyone watched Electric Circus. So that's just the funny thing about that show. We're it's weird like, it's like it's, I think it's like Oz, to be honest. Like the Wizard Oz, of Oz? Like the, the, the TV Oz? show. No, oh, the, the, the show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I just know. Have you seen Well, again, that? totally, like, totally different. T- I'm just saying t- totally different topic. I'm just saying, I remember <laughs> yeah. the day, like, no, I know. Uh, that's the way my mind works. I just remember watching it, and it was on, like, what, Friday or Saturday nights on Channel 29. I, I remember watching it, and I remember thinking, wow, like, this show's crazy. Like, it's pretty messed up. It's interesting. I'm like, there's no way anyone else is actually watching this show right now. And then it was like weeks later being at school and some other guys like, oh, I was watching this show. I'm like, oh, what were you watching? He's like, oh, it's called Oz. I'm like, oh, okay. And yeah, and he starts talking about like, oh, okay, now it's acceptable to start talking about because I know he's been watching it. And then, so you know. Let me see. I'm not a psychologist, but let me see. You're equating an electronic dance party show to <laughs> sodomy in prison? Okay, buddy. Like, listen, I, 
Mofo, I love you, but your eccentricity is just like at peak at peak right now. Oh yeah, I love electric circuits. I also love watching somebody at odds. Okay, guy, like no problem at all. Whatever. You know what? I I I feel like I'm, going I feel with this, I'm gonna go on this trip with you, but I'm just saying that's about as fucked up as it gets, brother. But I'm with you. With you know what? I feel like when I got to that fork in the road, I should have went left instead of going right. <laughs> <laughs> there's no there's no <laughs> rational way you can talk your way out of Oz comparing that to electric circuits. But all right, hold hold on a minute. Let's hit this edit delete button. Boom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please do not edit that. <laughs> no, this is staying. This is gold. Yeah, I loved electric circuits. I also loved Oz. Oh God. Okay. I used to well, love back to GDP. <laughs> so what else do you like there, Mofo? Let's let's get right into the the deep dark crevices you know, of your I'm mind. Gonna, I'm going to segue out with saying that um, with with Canada in regards to our topic today, I've never once gotten used to the weather. I don't know how anyone that immigrates to our country or comes here and is here through a changing of the seasons ever gets used to our our weather changes. I just I don't know how they do it because I can't do it, and I've, I've been here my whole life. <laughs> and don't get me started on the politics. Don't get me started. Well, so that, those, those are my hate things. That's where I'm going to leave that because okay. I've already dug a hole deep. Po- politicians <laughs> don't control the weather. That only happens in <laughs> That happens know, in the but States, you, buddy. You've, Harp. Seen, you've seen how my mind works from one extreme to another. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in the conspiracy <laughs> totally theory 5.0, we're going to talk about Harp. And also politics. Okay. <laughs> Oz and Electric no, I Circus. <laughs> I, I guess you've you got to see the way my mind works. So I don't the things I hate about this country. His mind is set up like my a Mercedes engine I, I with the oil filters on the top. I'm like a train wreck with Charlie Sheen at the helm and everyone's watching. <laughs> and nobody's winning. the definition, my friend, of winning. You well, are. yeah, I'm winning something. Yep. <laughs> Last <Absolutely>. place. <laughs> that's, but that's why I love you, Mofo. Because you never know what's coming out of that yap hole of yours. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, I think. I, I, I always uh, equate mofo with the way they made the Dodge Neons, you know, like the whole oh, idea that it's Christ like... Sakes. <laughs> it's watertight, right? But the problem is, is the wiring is set underneath the car, so it gets wet and shorts out. <laughs> I, I listen, I gotta, I gotta go the other way to you. My first car was a Dodge Neon in 98, <laughs> and then I had... I had, I had that <laughs> two years. I got a 2000, and that was great until I got my first Jeep in 20 in 2003. And listen, never had a problem with them. I mean, Alan, that, that's like the equivalent of sticking a fork in the electrical socket and getting shocked <laughs> multiple times and, and continuously doing it over again. Like, I'm just going to say that. I, I love had how two every time... and I never on. had a problem, man. I love how every time someone says Dodge Neon, you groan, Mofo. I think that's really funny. <laughs> so it's like it's like a it's like a hemorrhoid. It's just like it's just you know. That's I a GMC Sierra, bud. Was, it was beautiful. It was a good looking little car. It was perfect, perfect for zipping around the city, zipping out of town. I own one. It's, it's, never, good, I, it's a good looking car if you're driving around North Bay in the dark. <laughs> I have no problem with that with the car, lights my off. friend. No problem. Oh. <laughs> Shouts out to Donna. Donna, if you're listening, I want to know, does anyone there in Peterborough own a Dodge Neon? or or I admit... Dodge Neon. I'm oh. from Peterborough, remember? I got it in Peterborough. <laughs> he won it from the... Cancel it, Donna. We figured it out. <laughs> he won it at a Peterborough Pete's game. Lansdowne. Oh, Lansdowne. Oh, my God. That brings memories back. Peterborough Chrysler up in Lansdowne. Oh, my God. 
You wanted it at a Peter Roll Peace game. <laughs> All right, so let's get this back on track. Let's get back on it track. It is a four-disc CD changer, and the sunroof was beautiful. And the CD changer was in the trunk. But we're, <laughs> we're moving on from that. All right, MoFo, let's hear two more things you like. Or, yeah, I think we have two more you have you like, I think. We're, he you know, already I, said what he doesn't like. He doesn't like... I, Politics. Yeah, I don't think we've done any of his likes yet. <laughs> well, if he keeps this he going, like we're not going to talk about any like of his politics. likes. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I got to give a uh, shout out. I, I think we've got some talented race car drivers that come out of Canada. So shouts out to them. I grew up watching Paul Tracy there at the Honda Indy. So um, I know, uh, you know, he. I grew up being a childhood fan of there. So, and Jane, James Hinchcliffe, again, competing in IndyCar. Um, Indy 500 actually would have just passed. I think Canada produces a lot of, I will say athletes. We produce a hell a lot of good athletes. Hockey, obviously. The Leafs haven't won the Cup since Christ was in diapers, but that's a whole okay, other Okay, hold matter. on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But so I, I think, you know, we, we do a very good, uh, have a very good program of, of, of growing athletes. Our Connor McDavid, they're out in Edmonton now, but, uh, you know, homegrown boy from Newmarket, Ontario. So, I, I think we do it like we have a very good program in terms of if you are an athletic person and want to try and, you know, make a push at, you know, any sort of sports, whether it be racing, hockey, uh, baseball, basketball, especially I'm not a basketball fan, but I know that we do have uh, some of our guys that have, have made it uh, all the way to the NBA. So I think like we do a hell of a good job with our athletes. I wish that, um, you know, obviously I wish that uh, there was more, more athletes always coming like, from Canada compared to say what we have in the States. But when you look at the population uh, volume, you know, I, I think we're doing all right there. So I like that we have those programs in place. I think, you know, as a parent, I like to know that, you know, there's, there's these options for kids out there that, you know, they can dream, but they, they have the opportunity to, you know, maybe make a push at some of these, uh, these sports. And because that we have the facilities and the programs, you know, we're lucky, I think, when we think about it, that by some countries that, you know, you don't have these programs, you can't afford it. So I, I got to rank that up there actually pretty high. And especially though with the racing side of it, you know, again, I grew up uh, big, big into Paul Trace at the time, big, you know, so shouts out to them, uh, to Paul there. Um, I like, you know, I, I'm a big fan of going stateside. I love to go stateside. I, I, I like history. I like being able to travel and uh, take in the, the sites and everything that they hold have on, hold in the United on. States. Hang Very on, hang beautiful on, hang countryside on. and stuff. Are we, are we doing the MoFo dating profile website? Like, I, episode? I, <laughs> like, I like to go for long I'm walks and watch... I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I like someone who doesn't like weather, who likes uh, car racing and scenery in the United States of America. Oh, I like to go to long, long walks to the, the, the scrapyard and I like to look oh, at hoods wow. on display. After moon, <laughs> even after Moon jumps in on the bandwagon now. I to, I I'm going to start wearing like a padded suit for Christ's sake. <laughs> I, I think okay. you can make a bubble that's made of a Canadian uh, plastic. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Okay, then I'll just well, say hold I like maple syrup. You know, <laughs> hold on. But well, you were talking about the maple leaves for a second there, Mofo, and I gotta and I gotta tell you something. On one of the recent episodes with Big Mikey talking about Stanley Cup, his prediction is that the Maple Leafs are gonna win the Stanley Cup. And I know there's people in this room, this conversation in what, right now. Twenty forty seven? No. That's that, say, say otherwise. But never. you gotta look at it. If there's any year we're gonna win, it'd be this year. And you know why? 
because not a single Maple Leaf fan has been able to sit in the Scotiabank place or Scotiabank Arena to actually watch it. And we can't even celebrate it. We can't celebrate it. Montreal can celebrate it, but Toronto can't celebrate it. We won't even let's, be open to watch it. For, let's be one, John, let's be honest for one second. Maple Leaf fans don't sit in the Scotiabank Center. They can't afford it. The Scotiabank That's Center true. is only, only for high-priced Bay Street people. Sure. That are the only people who can go. That's the problem I have with that organization. I have many problems with the Toronto Maple Leaf organization. But my main one is that real Toronto Maple Leaf hockey fans can never go see a game because it is only for very wealthy Bay Street people. If you watch a Maple Leaf game, you see a lot of empty seats in the really good seats. In, yeah. in, and why? Yeah. Because... You know the the partner at the law firm or at the at the uh, you know financial firm. They have two tickets. They go down for a drink. They watch twenty minutes and then they go home to do some cocaine. I you know for whatever reason <laughs> off a hooker's ass not, in Dubai like, or Dubai. Like okay, oh, hey, like, you, you give me shit about you give me shit about Oz and then you're dropping like <laughs> so you, you're obviously have some sort of intel about the Leafs game and doing eight balls of coke. That's totally, off a hooker's man. ass. So, you know they should. They should make, if they really wanted, they should make tickets really affordable for families, and they should hang a couple of scalpers from the nearby light post just to give the rest of the scalpers an idea of what happens to scalpers. Well, that's an American company tickets, problem. Ticket Ticketmaster has been known to um, help these scalp, scalpers do oh, their business. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, telling yeah, regular people they that they don't they're, help and they don't believe in scum. it. They're all scum. They're absolutely all scum. Families should be able to go see... A hockey game together and it not not cost more than like a mortgage bucks. Thing. but that's what you, you know? have the marley's for you get to go see like leaf level hockey but just not without the name right yeah but you should be able to go see the leafs and you know True. you can go if you're nashville you can go see the predators play if you are in Montreal, you can go see the Canadians play. You That's can go true. see Winnipeg. You can go see the Jets. You just can't do it in Toronto because, again, there's a rot in the in the Maple Leafs organization, and it's been there for 50 years. Do you know what? It's actually so true. I have seen a bajillion hockey games, but I've seen mostly the Canadians and the, the Rangers. I like barely ever see the the Leafs here. Well, the I, Canadians like, are the Canadians places. are always they always have been a superior team, so that's fine. You've got taste. Bull Are you sniffing gas? I'm not a hockey fan. I just go because they're fun. Okay, like, understand. I like like somebody, I said, you know, I am from Peterborough, and Peterborough used to be Canadian. It used to be Ganeytown, Bob Ganeytown. It was Doug Jarvis, Bob Ganey, Montreal Canadiens. If you were from Peterborough, they had the Junior Canadians. They had Bob Ganey. They had Doug Jarvis. It used to be 30, 40 years ago, the Montreal Canadiens were ruled. The town of Peterborough. Donna would Donna would know that. Donna would agree with me. <laughs> Donna, if you're listening, take the Donna dart out of your mouth and give it a so, <laughs> you start talking about so cocaine. As you're <laughs> as you're speaking about that, there, uh, Alan Smithy, you were saying it yeah. used to be, and the reason why it used to be and it isn't still anymore is for the simple fact that people from Toronto came over to Peterborough and cleaned it up. Because I don't I don't yeah, know if you remember exactly what it was like as a child. <laughs> They poisoned it. They poisoned it with their Maple Leaf bullshit. No, it's just oh. the Montreal Canadiens. I think Come they on. paved the roads. Like, so you didn't have to use like fucking horses to get around. Yeah, and again, how many how many Stanley Cups have the Leafs won since there were more than six teams? I, I think I think I think actually uh, it's probably how many more have they lost? Right. Well, no. they've lost the ball because they're a crappy team. Oh. 
Can I, can I just get on with my second point? Of, I just want <laughs> no, to we're not done. We're not done. We're going to talk about hockey because hockey, hockey is... I struck a nerve. I yeah. struck a, even more than insulting GM products. I insulted the Leafs and that struck a nerve and I'm so happy. You know what? I'm actually not even like that upset about anybody uh, with their hate mail for the Leafs. I'm not. When it comes down to it, and this is my second favorite. I know we're talking uh, mofo, but he already brought up the subject, so we're going to talk about It's hockey. And when I know when you and I speak hockey, you talk about the Stanley Cup not being in a Canadian um, organization more often than not. But the way I look at it is when you look at the players that are winning those NHL Stanley Cups, they're winning them on American teams, but they're Canadians predominantly on those teams. So in my opinion, it's still Canada sport. And it's still Canadians winning it. It's just a different yes, logo. I would in front. agree. And I is, would agree and with that. And and I agree. Canadians are the best hockey players in the world. The issue I have is that we, as Canadians, as a group of functioning, as a group of functioning, uh, like executives and uh, scouts and coaches, we we really do have the best talent at all those levels in the world. We have the best scouts. We have the best hockey coaches. We have the best hockey executives. The trouble is that we've had over 210 opportunities over the past 30 years to have one of our teams in the NHL win the Stanley Cup, and we're useless at it. We are useless. We cannot, don't, like, don't give me the excuse of, well, an American owns the team or whatever. We are Canadian. We should, we know hockey. Hockey is in our blood. And, and the fact we have not been able to get the Canucks or the Jets or the Oilers or the Flames or the Senators or the Canadians or the Leafs. In holding the Stanley Cup in 30 years, every single Canadian involved in hockey should literally hold their head in shame. We should be ashamed of this. Hockey is who we are, and we need to be better at this. We need to focus. Every Canadian who plays hockey, who coaches hockey, who scouts hockey, we should be focused like a fucking laser on getting one well, of these. So here, didn't, the Canadian, didn't the Canadians win it last in like 93 or 94? 93, or that's almost 30 fucking years ago. Come on. Well, I, Hey, I know. I'm just, just saying, know. though, it's better than I'm the least saying. 1967. Listen, right. though, when you I really think about it, though, right? It justify the high prices. You got to look at it from a different I, I just, perspective. Okay, I just want to quickly jump in. Like, I just want to be clear. I'm not a hockey I I will watch hockey. I, I played it as a kid, but I don't consider myself a quote-unquote hockey fan. Field hockey doesn't count, The way I count, rationalize bud. it, though. Pardon? I said field hockey doesn't count, bud. Oh, <laughs> well, you're the, you're the one that plays on the women's league. Um, oh, anyway. Best the, person uh, on the team. <laughs> Here, so the thing, the thing I, I've always sort of argued, though, like when it comes to, like, I, I agree with what Astro Moon is saying about the, the price of the tickets and it doesn't justify what I The way I rationalize it, though, is it's, Supply and demand and market, and if if the yeah. market dictates it, then the the price will continue to stay there. And I think, as we remember, like I remember as a kid attending Raptors games when the Toronto Raptors first you know came out, and the prices were very reasonable. And now the Raptors, you know, well now they're going into a rebuild. But I mean, when the Raptors were really strong and then made their championship push, you saw the prices in accordance climb. And I think basically what it comes down to is if people are willing to pay the prices to go to a Leafs game, then you are going to sell tickets. And I'm not talking about like the platinum seats. Cause they are obviously going to always sell with the hookers and blow like Alan Smithy pointed out. Totally. <laughs> but if, if people are up in like the reds and the, the whatever colors going up, the grays and that decide 
uh, you know what? I'm not buying my tickets anymore. Even though I love the game, I just don't agree with it. I'm not buying them. Then you might see something change. But the problem but, ultimately yeah. is, is there's always going to be someone else that will say, yeah, I'm not happy about it either, but hey, there's tickets available. Yeah, I want to go. I'm going to buy them, even though I'm not happy with it. And I think that is, is a problem as, as well, Canadians that we, we sort of get sometimes into too much of a, a pushover mode. Or well, a, you uh, got to look at a lot of different that's things. Well, you know what? It's actually, that's such a, it's such a good point, though, because I have season's tickets to the Toronto Rock Lacrosse. So when are we going? Well, when lacrosse ever comes back. Wow. Uh, there hasn't okay. been, it hasn't been for two seasons now at this point. There's been no no lacrosse for two seasons but yeah i would we would get season tickets every year whether they sucked or not and we would go every game whether they lost but like like there was one season like i was it came up in my memories on facebook a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago where it was like we're here to watch the rock lose again because they had yeah. lost every but we still went and we still bought season tickets next the next year too oh. so it's the same thing with obviously and especially with the leafs too because going to one of those games is like a status symbol almost because of the way those tickets are now, right? Like, Definitely a status symbol, yeah. Well, you got to look at a couple things. So when we're talking the NHL and we're talking world hockey at the Olympics, there's a main common denominator. So when we're talking NHL, the reason why we're not winning is because it's privately invested, right? So we have private investors, and they're basically buying the best they can with within the uh, restrictions they have set in the salary code and everything else, right? Whenever we talk about, okay, well, Toronto hasn't won a Stanley Cup in X amount of years, or Montreal hasn't won an X amount of years, or Vancouver, or Winnipeg, or whatever. But then when I look at when we're winning gold medals, which at the end of the day mean more because it's not a private entity and it's actual Canadians competing for it, it is the dream team. We could have four dream teams. The Americans can have four dream teams, really, because they have a lot of talent on them. There's a lot of countries, Russia included, that could have a lot of dream teams that contribute to the NHL. But unfortunately, when it comes to the restrictions and dollars and cents, and also the fact that a lot of people don't want to pay the taxes that we were um, talking about not wanting to pay for when it comes to uh, healthcare, this is what, these are the, the factors that are going to decide if player A wants to be a Toronto Maple Leaf or he wants to be a, a player over in Phoenix, for instance. So I think that's a lot of things you got to think about. But yes, I still love hockey. I still think it's Canadian. As far as I'm concerned, when you look at the gold medal count, we're winning every time. Well, I was going to say, too, I'm looking at it right now because of that burn about the women's team. And because I'm a girl, of course, I just have to stand up for us, right? But, like, the Canadian women's hockey team is, like, amazing. Yes, they have they, been for some like, time. Their, their international record, it says here, is 256-47-5. I, I like, honestly think Haley Wickenheiser should have been allowed to play in the NHL. She would have kicked the ass. She would have kicked the ass of three quarters of the players in the NHL. Agreed. Haley Wickenheiser is an incredible athlete, and she's an incredible hockey player, and she should have been in the NHL. Well, the fastest skater in the NHL. Like, I, I, I would agree there with you, Alan. I think it would be interesting because I do believe there are female hockey players that would would dance around some of these guys oh, ab- by sheer nature of talent or absolutely. size. Like they, they would literally skate around some of these guys. Haley's, Haley's tough too. She would get in the corners, and I guarantee you, she she'd. Lay a lay a decent hit on two thirds of the players in that in the NHL. I, I just think ultimately that the thing that like I, I this does not mean to sound sexist or anything. I'm just saying the physical. Now don't say it. Don't say it if you think it's going to come out <laughs> wrong. Don't say it. Move on. I, don't do it. Sounds like a warning, don't do bud. It. That's always. I'm just saying. Then I'll phrase it this way: that I am okay with it because they are essentially a willing participant to step out on the ice. Totally. And I give them full props for that because if, as long as they feel like 
their safety and everyone's safety out there on the ice is okay, then by all means, it, it just, I, I don't, I don't, un- I don't understand why we at least in 2021 don't give them the opportunity. Totally agree. You know? right, and, so if, totally and if agree. they get out there and they're, they're not able, I don't know. I, I think we should at least give them the shot though. Cause I, I think that some of these girls on the, like I was watching a thing the other night. I, I'm not a hockey fan. So I don't know who this person was that she was talking about just the team, everything that she plays for. You were watching these players out on the ice and the way like they were just, you know, going in on the net and like, when you, you you forget like whether you're watching a guy a girl play hockey or whatever it was just the fact like how good these girls were totally and again i think like i maintain that some of these girls would absolutely skate figure eights totally. around some of these guys and it would at least make it interesting right if we're giving them guns and putting them in the armed forces and sending them away to fight yep. alongside men we can definitely put them on the ice and have them play hockey there's no difference there in terms of ruggedness in terms of potential for violence, if they can hold their own and on a battlefield, they can definitely hold their own on a hockey rink. Let them play. Integrate the integrate the NHL. Let as many women play as, as want to play. Just make it a fully integrated league. Let's just – it's sport. Women hockey players are fantastic, phenomenal athletes. And, yeah, I bet some of them could fight as well and punch the hell out of some of the NHL players. So bring it. I say let the women in. Let them play hockey. I think it'll make our game better. Couldn't agree more. Now, Mofo, let's hear the other likes you have, sir. Poutine. Oh, oui, wow. monsieur. Le poutine is très bien. Um, okay, so I know, it, I know, <laughs> you know what, it's, it, it, I had to go there. Um, anyone that's ever been to Montreal, I have been there a number of times. Love it. Um, I've tried to do the, the whole tour of poutine while in Montreal for like a formula one weekend. And I can tell you, it's not easy. It's not for an amateur to uh, try and take on where every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner is a poutine for the weekend. And I'm telling you, there are so <laughs> many different types. It is so aggressive on the body <laughs> and man, you feel it days later, but it is absolutely delicious and gluttony and everything all in one delicious spoonful or forkful, whatever you use. Who am I to judge? But um, I love that we have poutine in Canada. Um, anyone that knows right? me personally knows that, you know, I love poutine. That is, uh, that's, I think, you know, I think we do it the best. Now, do you want to explain for people that are listening from other countries who may not know what poutine is, what poutine is? Yeah, yeah. So there's the other thing is I've, I've been places and you say like, oh, a poutine. And they're like, what's that? And it's like, okay, scratch that. Um you know, and they're like, oh, do you want fries and gravy? Yeah, sure. Oh, and then we put little, like, cheese curds on. Well, this is a poutine. Sorry, what do you call it? I'm like, poutine. You know, and you have to say it differently or say it with, like, sorry. And then they're like, oh, okay. And they sort of hand it to you, like, you know, you've got two faces or something. But so basically a poutine is um, French fries or, like, whether, however you cut them up. But French fries. And uh, then you got gravy and uh, chunk. We call them cheese curds, but we're, like, little squares or cubes of cheese and uh, it melts in with the gravy and uh, personally add a little bit of ketchup. That's just myself and absolutely okay. delicious. If you're, if, you're listening, if you're listening in England, uh, you put uh, chips. We you call them chips over there. We call them freedom fries in this country, but freedom <laughs> fries. Listen to this. Chips, oh, wow. Chips freedom fries. <laughs> chips. Fries. And you would think the British right. you would think the British would be good at poutine because they're good with chips and they're good with gravy, 
But eh, I, I guess cheese is in the thing over there. I don't know. I'm not. Rock gonna no, you know what? I grew I grew up in in a house with a with like a mom who came from Scotland, and yeah, food food's not really great. From Scotland's not British though. <laughs> Scotland is Scotland. It's I know, Scotland. But, but still, but, Scotland. Yeah, but you eat English food. <laughs> Easy there, Braveheart. Serious. Hold on, the front of your kilt, bud. Cannot take our freedom. And then you pull down your kilt and put on a mask. Poutine. <laughs> now, Mofo, I got a Montreal food question for you. Mm. Did you ever go to a restaurant called the Barbie Barn? Sounds like more of a strip club than a restaurant. Oh, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. If you, so anyone listening, if you, it, unfortunately, the Barbie Barn is, was a victim of COVID. It's, uh, it's location downtown. There's still one on the West Island, but the location downtown closed last summer. But it is a, it was a Montreal icon for barbecued ribs, barbecued chicken, barbecued beans. And it is, it was truly anyone who's ever been to Montreal and has gone to the Barbie barn. It is one of the greatest restaurants in the world. It was just an outstanding place for just good, fattening, unhealthy, delicious, incredible food. Delicious. That sounds like a place I R- would like to R- go R-I-P, today. RIP Barbie barn. The other place that's good in Montreal. Schwartz's Deli. Mwah. Yes. Smoked I've... meat sandwich. Mwah. Delicious. So That's good. Yeah. Oui. You know what else is really good too is um there's the bagels. And I can't remember. It's, they're super, super famous. And I can't remember the name Saint, of them. Saint, but... Saint Albain. Saint Albain. It's Saint something. I don't think it's oui. that. Saint Hubert's. No. <laughs> no. That was like social but... <laughs> Listen, Saint Hubert was a much better now, unfortunately, Swiss Chalet, Cara, Cara uh, Industries, the company, the parent company of Swiss Chalet, yep. bought Saint Hubert. But Saint Hubert was a far better restaurant operation than had a better Chalet gravy ever was. I better gravy, when... free coleslaw, just. Mwah, oh, yeah. I remember when I was right a yet. little when I was a little girl. There was you could see one if you were coming in from the west into Toronto from the west end of the city. If yeah, you were on coming the, in on, the, on the Queensway or on the or on the Gardener, so yeah, same thing pretty much because yep. they run right beside each other. The Gardener right. for people who aren't from Toronto who are listening is like this raised elevated highway that like runs along the south end of the city by the lake. That's crumbling. That always feels like it's going to like crumble while you're driving yeah, it, on it. It's a it's a it's a little. Well, bit if you're of driving a, a GM product, you feel that a little more because it's shit suspension. They uh, they oh, bought their geez. concrete from Wish. Just putting it out there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, ten months yeah, too they, late, and it was way too cheap. And I think it was just made out of salt. Yeah, and then I think they, I think they had Chrysler doing the paving work too. That's their <laughs> thing. Right? Uh, I'll have you know, it's Fiat now. It's a good Italian company. Yeah, hey. bullshit. Hey, Fongu. You, <laughs> you could see a Saint Hubert or Saint Hubert or whatever when you were coming in, and I remember being a little girl. I'm asking my dad all the time, oh, dad, can you take us there? Because I wanted to go because the cartoon chicken. Like, I just remember, I just loved that Ooh. cartoon. You know, it had like a big yellow sign with the chicken on it, like at the top, very top of the restaurant. You could see it. And he was always like, no, we're not getting off the highway. No. And like, he'd always get like, so like, no, it was so shitty about never taking me there. So I actually didn't go until the last time I went out east. Actually, that was my first time ever eating there. It was a couple of years ago. Wow. It, it is the great. You can buy you can buy the Swiss or you can buy the Saint Hubert uh, chicken pack. sauce yep. in the grocery store, either dry pack or, or in the can, can yep. and it is just mwah, fantastic. Really? Yep. 
It is, it is utterly fantastic. It's just it great. Was, and, it was almost and, like a little spicier than the chalet sauce. It just had it like, a little yep. nice, like, yep. I don't know, it's like a just something a little extra. I was, she was okay. born in Montreal, and I still to this day remember the commercial, and it was uh, de pêche vous, and that means uh, dial St. Hubert barbecue. Yeah, it just stuck, it sticks in your head. It's uh, pop awesome. culture. You know, yeah. if what, we're going to talk about shitty Canadian or like questionable Canadian food or restaurants, mm. can we? Can we? Whoa, whoa, wait! Are, are we? Are we saying though, like poutine is questionable Canadian? No, no poutine, poutine is delicious. Asher okay. Moon almost got hung up straight. No, that, that, was, I, that was like a shot across the bow for a minute. No, wow. no, I could, I could never, I could never disrespect poutine. No, All but if right, we're going to no. talk about questionable Canadian restaurants, can we just give a shout out to Pizza Pizza? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, fuck are wow. you talking about <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we've talked about pizza oh, on many different man. occasions and we pizza did, pizza we, we did a, we did a talk about pizza actually a number of episodes back yes. about favorite pizza places and pizza pizza was episode. not on anyone's no list, it was on mofo's it? list that's what? why i call him where, mofo I don't even know where i am right now please leave your message after no. the tone Beep. oh i heard Let's, you now a canadian invention it's it's in it's in my list uh, of things that i love is uh, Hawaiian pizza, which is ham and pineapple on pizza. Yes. While I don't like ham, I love uh, pepperoni and pineapple. And I will say this, that there are two types of people on this planet. People who love pineapple in their pizza and everybody else who's a fucking idiot. And they're wrong. <laughs> Bingo. I thought you were going to talk about the telephone and you come out with pineapple pizza. Pineapple pizza. Pineapple on pizza is a Canadian invention and it's the oh, greatest fucking thing in the world. I hate it. Like, who in the right really? mind puts well, pineapple on their pizza? I, I, like, a, I, I like a Hawaiian slice every you. once in a while. <laughs> Well, now that we've caused the fight. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be genuinely curious to know if anyone else out there listening in other countries, what they put on their pizza. I would be genuinely curious and or if pineapple on a pizza in their country is a thing. Did you know, I, Mofo, that you can, you can grill a, a piece of fucking pineapple on a barbecue with barbecue sauce? And it's absolutely fantastic. Have you tried it? Yeah, it's delicious. Pineapple on a bar- on a barbecue? Yeah, you cut it yeah, up almost like steak okay. size, and then you it throw is- them on and barbecue sauce on it. It's like the sweet and tanginess to it. Why do you okay. think in cartoons they always put the pineapple rings around the pig? I am gonna go one oh, yeah. there and Don. And this is a shout out to Donna. <laughs> Another shout out. Donna today. There, Holy there shit, used man. to be a restaurant called the Royal Burger on uh, Lansdowne, and. The Royal Burger used to make deep fried pineapple rings called Hawaiian Delights. And they, to this day, I can still taste it. It's like crack. Well, it's like cocaine, one of my other favorite things. Oh, wow. I would equate Hawaiian Delights to cocaine. Uh, They're just that addictive. And if I could, if I could crush up a Hawaiian delight deep fried pineapple ring and snort it, I would mainline that shit right now. So in wow. Alan Smithy's <laughs> uh, profile, dating profile, I like to go for long walks in Peterborough. Big up to Donna. <laughs> I like to sniff coke off a hooker's for... asses, and I want a pineapple ring totally. that's deep fried. I have no problems of doing Hawaiian delights and a line of blow. We're we're good on all counts. Wow, no you're pretty easy in, going. In it's just expensive. <laughs> so Donna, Donna, if you're listening. Um, I'll meet you by Del Crary Park or Nichols Oval. 
You bring the cocaine, I'll bring the Hawaiian delights, and we're good to go. I'll meet I you like at the no for all. The cheap one there. Right, <laughs> exactly. You're huh? her go spend all the money. You're bringing two right. pieces of pineapple. Well, I, I don't want to go back. I don't want to listen. Uh, Astra, I don't want to go back to jail for cocaine. Let's just put it that way. I've, I've had I've had my Oz experience, and I don't want to relive that again. Oh fuck! <laughs> Moving on, Mofo. I, let's I, hear I, your I last like sure. there, buddy. Shout out to the Canadian prison system. <laughs> Shout out to the bar of soap that had a rope. Oh God, damn it, guys! Jesus. I, I literally, this is like a train wreck here with Seriously. Charlie Sheen driving yeah, right through a nitroglycerin plant. John Doe should have known if he gets me on the podcast with Motorsports Mofo and Astro Moon, it's going to be a fucking train wreck. Listen. It's going to be a fucking train wreck. It's the only way we roll up in your hashtag soap on the rope. Anyways. Oh. <laughs> the last thing, let's hear from you, Mofo, because I know you're in a hurry and you got to roll. You've actually got child responsibilities this weekend. You're on parole. So let's hear. Uh, I, I'm, out on, I'm out on day parole. Got to be back. Um, you know, I, I told the. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. How's your ankle bracelet? <laughs> well, oh, that's, I, I, I know that's I've, almost, I've almost got bracelet. it back on. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Last like. Let's hear, buddy. Last like. You know what? I like the multiculturalism that we have in this country. Diversity um, is important. I like that we can go downtown Toronto. I think anyone that's ever visited Toronto has obviously seen it, but you can get Thai food, Chinese, Italian. You can get whatever you want. Shawarma. I mean, you're, you're Oh, fuck. I, you know, love shawarma. Um, love some Thai food, personally. And I just Bell. like that, you know, we live in a place <laughs> where you can quite literally, any block, I can be cruising down the road, come to a stop, and just boom. Anything that you want, it's there. Mofo, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I've said this to people that Toronto, while we lack in architecture and we lack a little bit in culture, we are the greatest food city in the world. There is, I mean, how specific we get for food, uh, there's a street in Toronto called Birchmount. And if you go north on Birchmount near another street called Lawrence, there is a Uyghur restaurant. Uyghur, the Uyghur people are being murdered in China right now. But the Uyghurs who have settled, settled in Canada own a re- like some of them own a restaurant on Birchman. So you can like literally any cuisine on this planet. You want Tibetan food, you go down to Queen Street West. You want Uyghur food, you can go to Birchmount. You want Caribbean food, like where specifically in the Caribbean? Do you want like Turks and Caicos Caribbean? Do you want Jamaican food? Like like Toronto is such a good town for Thai Thai food. The greatest Thai restaurant ever, unfortunately, is no longer around, called Young Thailand. She opened it. Wendy Young was the, the owner and chef. She owned it about 30 years, opened it 30 years ago. Thai food, the Thai food explosion in this city is all because she opened that restaurant. And Thai food is just mwah, chef's kiss. Toronto, you oh. can get anything, anything you want. And it's authentic. Well, the other good thing about that, that, aside from food stuff, is that, like, you also get to meet these people from all these different places as well, right? So, yeah. like, in Toronto, you, you end up meeting people who are really super open and, like, open-minded and accepting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're here, you, we get shit, like, obviously, because people are dicks and people are going to be dicks everywhere, right? But in general, people are really, really awesome here, and it's because 
there's a little a little bit of everybody from everywhere who brings a, their awesomeness all together in one, right? So I definitely agree with you. You're that's like I, a really our great diversity one. in this country is our strength. To the fact that we yep. welcome people from all corners of the planet with open arms and that we embrace their culture. And you know, people talk, what is it like to be Canadian? Well, Canadian is about being every person in the world and and loving every person in the world and respecting and enjoying and appreciating everybody's culture in this world. That's what it means to be a Canadian is to love and appreciate your fellow man. Yeah, and I just, I was gonna say, anyone that's obviously COVID right now going on all that bullshit, Everything in Ontario is pretty much locked down and or being canceled. But for anyone that has not been to Ontario or more specifically where I'm going is um, has not had an opportunity to walk along um, Danforth. Go along to Danforth yeah. and the, the, any food you can imagine you will find. But check out Taste of the Danforth, the Greek uh, the Greek community, especially is my personal fave. And like I love this. I can be cruising along any time of day or night, and you know. You can find anything that you like, and damn, does it taste good. And just oh, yeah. the fact that, you know, again, we live in a country that, you know, you can go to different provinces, uh, whether it's out east and, like, you know, get the lobster, you go out west, you get a beautiful steak. You know, Montreal, we already said, like, the poutine. Like, this, there's so many good foods here that we have. Obviously, you can obviously find a lot of stuff in Toronto, and, and that's the beauty of it. Yep. But just across the country we have such good quality and such a a diversity of foods that you can try and because we have such great people that bring their foods with them when they come to this country um and the way that they prepare the food and everything like we get such a it, you can be anywhere in canada and you can try uh indian cuisine you can you can try something you know um you like chinese or, or you know, you name the food you want to try and you, we've got it in Canada. And I think that's, you know, a strength definitely that, that we have now in this country. 100%. Um, and it only continues to get better. So for me, that's, that's what I got to rank in there. Excellent. Mofo, I know you got to run. You got those uh, ankle bracelets that are starting to beep off in the background. I want to thank you for joining <laughs> the show there, buddy. And uh, uh, get yourself a Dodge. I heard they're good this time of year. I, uh, I, love, I, want, I, I, I want to thank I want to thank everyone. If you are listening and you're not uh, high on carbon monoxide, drive a GM product because Dodge will leave you high and dry as Alan Smithy will find out sooner or later. I will tell uh, you. Oh, shit. (laughs) And thank you again, everyone, for listening to me and uh, my rants. And uh, just know that this is what I have to put up with on a daily basis. But I love these guys right here, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Go deep. And We uh, love you, too. And thank, I just want to say that uh, happy Canada Day to everyone out there. And if you are a new Canadian, this is your first uh, Canada Day with us in this glorious country. Happy Canada Day. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you, MoFo. And now Bye, we're going to... Bye, Bye-bye, guys. Cheers. Good luck. And we're now going to move over to Alan Smithy, dare I say. Oh, well... <laughs> Yeah, I got to be honest. You guys have covered you've covered all the, the things that I love about Canada. Really, for the most part. I, I want to just elaborate a little more on what Mofo said about multiculturalism. Um, where I live, I live in a townhouse, and uh, there are thirty townhouses in my neighborhood in my little subdivision here. And of of myself, there's absolutely the most diverse community, and it's what I love. I love walking out my door and seeing my neighbors, seeing that that 
different cultures, different lives, different experiences. It just, it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel like this is what Canada represents. This is what we're all about, that we are a home for people in the world to come who want a safe, beautiful, wonderful place to live and raise a family and, and live your life and be who you want to be. That's what this country brings. So that's what I love about Canada. I love as well to expand a little bit on what uh, Astro Moon said about culture, not only music, but I think one of the greatest things about Canada is simply culture, whether it is musicians, whether it's comedians. One of the, the greatest television show comedy wise was SCTV, the Second City television show. Yeah. Um, so then Kids in the Hall. If you think about great comedians who have come out of Canada, like the television show Arrested Development, Will Arnett. Um, yeah. You just think of the, the sheer talent of, of John uh, Andy. Canadian entertainers, whether it's a musician or whether it's a dancer like Karen Kane or you know a, a, a you know a tv star or whether you know it's an athlete as, as mofo was talking about we produce the most genuinely talented people from a diverse spectrum on the face of the earth and you never know these people are canadian but they are and and what i love is that you know big stars like for example ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is proud to be canadian william shatner um who's a legend the first thing he will tell you is that he is Canadian. So it, the Canadian identity and the cultural talent that we've brought to the world, if you think about Saturday Night Live for the past 50 years that it's been on the air, Dan Aykroyd, Mike Myers, just, you know, Jim Carrey. the talent we've brought into the world is is phenomenal. The other thing that, that I'm really proud of Canada, the one of the things that I love about Canada is our invention. Whether it is in the cure for insulin, we have just been able to come up with the greatest list of inventions as Canadians. So we help pioneer the telephone. You know, it's... Well, that's why, we Bell, are, that's why our big phone company, Bell, is called Bell. It's after Alexander Graham Bell. Abso absolutely. So, for example, I, I have a list of things here. Um, we helped create the walkie-talkies. We created the concept of standard time. The BlackBerry. Think about texting and messaging. BlackBerry Messenger. How fundamental that is. Uh, well, Blackberries really don't exist today, do, but they don't. Um, but the concept of messaging on a phone was invented by Blackberries. Um, like I said, uh, the telephone itself, um, everything from snowmobiles to hydrofoils to electric wheelchairs, um, were all invented in, in Canada by Canadians. Um, food, strange things like ginger ale, yeah. dry ginger ale, butter tarts. Oh, butter tarts are the butter best. Tarts. Right? Uh, Hawaiian pizza. Yes. Uh, ideas like the IMAX movie system. The IMAX movie system was invented in Canada by Canadians. Yep. Uh, so, you know, our ability to invent things, to create to go into the world and, and bring our genius and our originality into the world is second to none. And that's, I just love, I, I, that's what I love about Canada. Trivial Pursuit, the game Trivial Pursuit yep. was created in Canada. You know, it's just easy off, easy off oven cleaner was yep. invented in Canada. The alkaline battery was Canadian, was a Canadian invention. The paint roller, the Robertson screw is invented by Canadian by the name of Paul Robertson in 1908. Like, are, You're forgetting I, the most important one, Alan. Uh -oh. Hit me Basket, with it. Basketball. Basketball. James Naismith created basketball. James Naismith 
created basketball. So, yeah, you know, it's just our – and the thing is, too, we're humble about it. Part of our Canadian identity, people around the world love us because they say that we're, you know, apologetic. Um, no, Canadians can be dicks, but for the most part, we're humble about it. We We don't go into the world and brag about our genius, brag about our talent, brag about our culture. We're humble. We're not always, you know, the most contrite, but – even though legend has it that we're always saying sorry, we don't always yeah. do that. But a but we are we're I, I believe we're, we're more humble people. So I agree. Culture is a great thing. Diversity is uh, diversity is an amazing thing, and, and that's that's just what I love about this uh, about this country. So to agree with, I can agree on everything with that with you. And I think the only thing I we've not covered, and we ca- actually kind of covered it with Asher Moon's like that's on my lake list that hasn't been covered and that was resources and like our resources right. are crazy our right. water that we have like one of the yep. largest yep. fresh water systems in the world uh, yep. our lumber is awesome we supply uranium which if you don't know what uranium is it helps power nuclear plants and depending on how you we have the most that. Re- that the whole thing is we have the most uranium and the uranium is critical to Every single nuclear device, whether it's a uh, like microwave. whether it's a microwave, well, um, an MRI machine, so any t- type of uh, nuclear or ra- radiology-based m- uh, medical equipment, uh, uranium is critical to it. And Canada has the biggest source of of uh, uranium in the world. And I totally agree with you. But this is where, and again, I'm going to put on my conspiracy hat. Our country uh, is so plentiful with resources. My fear is that. You know, um, my daughter's generation and and uh, uh, Astro Moon's son's generation, their kids, in terms of geopolitical uh, uh, issues, I really do. I'm really afraid for the future that at some point, countries like the United States or Russia or China are going to look at our like the Hudson Bay. The Hudson Bay is the world's largest freshwater deposit. Yep. There's more freshwater in the Hudson Bay than almost the entirety of, of Europe, the entirety of Asia, it's all there. The, the way the world works is that people without resources try to conquer people that have resources. And I well, fear for true. our country. I fear for our country because we are a passive people. Well, and you know what? It's really, it's, sorry to interrupt you. It's really no. funny that you say that because I was struggling with my dislike. And my yep. dislike was kind of that like, I was my other dislike. I didn't want to go too political, but my other dislike was that I don't like how we could be such a powerful country in this world. We could be in the place of some of these powerful countries based on what we have, but we just choose to be followers instead of being leaders. We're, we are we are a, we are a very passive people, and we're very easygoing people, and we're very peaceful people. And the problem is that we are ripe for conquest, and that the the more the rest of the world becomes a polluted, ugly, dangerous place. Why do you think that offshore investments in Canadian real estate are 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 huge? The 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 Real Estate Board of Canada and especially the Real Estate Board of Ontario really tries to downplay foreign investment. Yep. But countries really invest in Canada because they want real estate because they want what we have. As as John Doe said. Fresh water, lumber, yeah. are, are the prairies, the prairies, the source of wheat, the yep. source of canola oil, of corn, down east, fishing, 
just hydro. land. We have one uh, absolute hydro hydroelectric power. Basically, wow. the province of Quebec can power almost the entire eastern seaboard with hydroelectric power. So all of these resources exist in Canada, and the only thing stopping Russia from coming across the North Pole to conquer Canada is the United States. We as a people should be more self-reliant, but we've always been more passive. I've often felt, and again, I'm guilty because when I was a teenager, I didn't join the service, but I really do believe that Canada should be like Israel in the sense that everybody from ages 17 to 19 should spend two years in our armed services. Learning oh, to fight. no. No, I know. I totally. You know what? Wait till my wait till my son is nineteen, and then we'll. My listen. We can just. My daughter. My daughter is. My daughter is eighteen, and I hate to say it, but we as a country, we need to protect ourselves. We need to defend ourselves and defend our borders instead of relying on the United States of America to do it for us. And I'm not trying to besmirch our Canadian forces. We have the greatest, we, we really do have yeah, the greatest fighting force. Yeah. We are. We have the greatest fighting force in the world. The problem is we just don't equip them well enough because we don't spend the money where it should. We don't spend money on the armed force, forces equipment the way it should. We waste money like crazy. We spent 30 years arguing about what type of helicopters they should have. We dump money into the F-35 program. You know, oh, I remember con that. Conspiracy-wise, yeah. we had the Avro Arrow in the 50s, the greatest fighter jet that was invented at the time, and all of a sudden had to mysteriously go away. And then the United States of America came up with the F-4 Phantom. Ironically, looked a lot like the Avro Arrow. So as a Canadian, I guess my criticism is we are too passive. We are too easygoing. And at some point in the future, that is going to come back to haunt us because we have too much fresh water, too much lumber, too much wheat, too much natural resources. The rest of the world is going to get greedy. They're going to get poor. They're going to get polluted. And they're going to look at Canada and go, yes, right. We're going to take that. Thank you very much. You know, Alan. Well, hopefully, we have, hopefully we have some leaders that can, you know, take yeah. the rain, take the reins. Because, you know, as other people decline... You know, people are going to try to do it the legit way too, right? So that right. puts us in a power position. Definitely, and but you know, it won't. Do you know the one thing I hate that's in Canada? You ready for this? Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. They're I'm, I'm the so ready. biggest pricks, as far as I'm concerned, on the face of this planet, and it's the one, the only, the Canadian geese. Those territorial cocksuckers. The Canadian geese are the worst. <laughs> listen, but listen, okay. Let's, if you're the Canadian geese are mean for a reason. Think about this. They're, they're, if you see a Canadian goose or a gaggle of geese sitting around in like the late fall and you're walking by them in your Canadian goose jacket, why do you think they're mad <laughs> at you? Why do you Seriously? think they want to kill you? Because they they're looking at your grandma. jacket going, talking about those foreign are my investment. That's, That's the only my brother and sister in goes. your fucking jacket that you wore. The Canadian geese are assholes. Because we killed so many of them to make the goddamn winter coats. I, I listen, say we do more. all the power to the geese. <laughs> we have too many jackets. All the power to the dickhead those, geese. Those jackets are super warm, though. You know what? I, yeah. I don't own one of those jackets. I just know that yeah. I hate walking in their shit, and I hate how territorial they are. Like, I'm here I am. I'm at uh, Center Island. I got a rowboat just going through. And these, like, 
they start coming after me. And I'm like, I'm nowhere even near you. Why the <laughs> fuck are you coming to me? You're like, listen, folks, at the end of the day, I know that they're a national bird, but they are assholes. Let's... You see them in the parking lot. Like, the thing is, here in Toronto, you see them, a lot of their natural, like, grazing ground and breeding ground I've been taken have over. been, been pl- plowed over. So you see them in areas of town walking through parking lots that, you know, you know that used to be a field. And now it's a parking lot, but that's where they used to live. And the geese still go there. Yep. doesn't matter that it's asphalt now. They're like, this is our fucking territory. And we're going to sit here whether you like it or not. Yeah, the geese give zero fucks. The geese <laughs> yeah. in this country give absolutely zero fucks. People talk about being scared of, like, Canadian wolves or polar bears. Fuck no, nah. you scared of the fucking geese. <laughs> you got to dance assholes. against a polar bear. You don't yeah, you do, but not against a gaggle of geese. Have you seen these things? They're fucking oh, aggressive. They there's another aggressive. bird. There's another bird that we have here too, and I think they're called like black wing something. But they're all there's there's a bunch of condo buildings down down by the waterfront in Toronto, and there's a bunch of trees there, and they like nest in these trees, and they fully attack people, like dive bomb, like boom, like you know. Yeah, like, like yeah, they dive bomb people. You yeah. can go- you can Google videos of like these birds attacking people in Toronto, like Google birds attacking people in Toronto, and you'll see. People sit on their condo balconies and just videotape people walking by and getting attacked by these birds. That's now that really sounds funny, like just for but... laughs. <laughs> yeah, it's That's actually so. There's another great television show. You're welcome. Just yeah. for laughs. Just for it's laughs. Canadian. It's amazing. It's such you a see? great show. Very little. I can think of it all the great. Hours and hours on Just for Laughs. If, if we're going, like... if we're going back, and I'm going to circle back to the the podcast you guys did about TV shows. Yes. Growing Pains, Alan Thick. There we go. Yes. Another Alan great Thick Canadian. Was... Right? Alan Thick, great Canadian, growing pains. Let's you know who else is an, an amazing Canadian that also should really be recognized, especially because he recently passed away, is Alex Christopher Trebek. Plummer. Alex who? Trebek. Alex Trebek, Jeopardy, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I he think, actually I think Astro Moon, you should have phrased that as a question. Who was a great Canadian for 100. who just passed away? Oh, shut up, Alan Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> No, we have like think about Shits Creek. Shits Creek is a quintessential oh, yeah. Canadian show. Yeah, and, and Eugene Levy, has, and there's SDTV again. You know, when you when you hear about people in America talking about how great Shits Creek is, I have a little laugh because I'm like, well, that's like it was filmed an hour away from Toronto. That is the quintessential Canadian show. They're they're perfectly Canadian, and yet the world loves them, and they're embracing Shits Creek like crazy. So talking about Shits Creek. It's a great show. Sassy K was telling me not too long ago. She says hello to you guys. She'll be back on in the future. Um, she was a big fan of Shit's Creek as well. And recently, Absolutely. she was telling me that the bakery in the one town that they have in yep. Shit's Creek is actually just up on Brock Road, which anybody's familiar with Brock Road. It's in uh, Pickering. Or no, not, I think it was the Whippy one. Sorry, the Whippy Brock Street. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. You go fully north and you can run into that town that was filming Shit's Creek and the bakeries there and their um butter tarts are to die for. I actually had one. It was really fucking good. Awesome. It is literally Shit's Creek the town is filmed. It's just north of Unionville. Yes. It's, it's an hour outside of Toronto. It, yeah. It's not far at all. And it seems very rustic, but it's not that far out of Toronto. Or oh, while we're on this subject, for anyone outside of the country who's listening. It's very important that should you come and visit the beautiful city of Toronto where we live, do not ever come to our city and pronounce it Toronto. You will nah. automatically mark yourself as an idiot and a tourist. It's Toronto. 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 C-H-O-R-O-N-O. 
Toronto, not Toronto. <laughs> no, or Toronto. Toronto. Toronto is fine. You spell it with a C-H. Toronto. Toronto. Not T-O-R-O-N-T-O. Toronto, no. Toronto. Well, you know what? Another thing that talking about movies and TV stuff, too, is like just so people outside of like Toronto know this, because a lot of people outside of Toronto probably don't know this, but like everything is filmed in Toronto. Everything, everything is filmed. Everything, everything is filmed, is filmed yep. here. So yep. it's like a Canadian pastime to watch movies and TV and be like, I know where that is. I know where that is. I know where that is. Hey, that's there. And like mm. pointing out all of the things, you know, in what's supposed to be New York or San Francisco or wherever it is that they're pretending to be, but they're really in Toronto. Yeah. It's a being Canadian a, pastime. Being a big comic book nerd, seeing movies like Suicide Squad and the TV show Titans being filmed here in Toronto. It's like, no, this is not Midway City. That's, Toronto, you know, it just it kills me because it pulls me out of the like it it when you see a movie like that it pulls you right out of the movie when you recognize it. It's hard. I love the movie Suicide Squad, but it's hard when they're walking around Young Dundas Square to pretend it's not Young Dundas Square. It, it looks so obvious. Most times they're they're very good at disguising Toronto, and I think one of the sweetest things, one of my favorite movies, is A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story was set in Indiana, but they filmed it in Toronto, and it's it's just beautiful. They do a great job of hiding Toronto, except for that one moment where you see the streetcar in the background. <laughs> or Resident so, Evil, that uh, was done. Yeah, at, Resident uh, Evil. Yeah, going scaling down City Hall. Yep. Yeah, everything was filmed. Good Goodwill Hunting was filmed here. A Beautiful Mind was filmed here. The latest yep. It movies were filmed here. The latest um, It movies. One of the funniest TV shows. On television right now, what we do in the shadows is filmed uh, down down near the lakeshore, down in an area called Leslieville. Mwah, chef's kiss. Another uh, TV show that was filmed in the Masonic Temple for CTV was uh, where both the, the main stars actually got their own shows on American daytime uh, TV, which was Whose Line Is It Anyway with Colin and uh, I can't yeah. the other guy's name. I want, I have Colin it. Mockery. And yep. Ryan Stiles. Yep. But uh, what's the black dude's name? He's so funny. He's so uh, awesome. Wayne, Wayne Brady. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Brady. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So he's and got his Colin own show. Mockery is Canadian. Yeah. Does Wayne Brady have to cut a bitch? Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever see? No, that's from the Chappelle show. Did you never see Wayne Brady on the Chappelle show? No, no I would have loved it. I would have seen it. I would love to see I will episode. send you the link. Uh, Please. So Wayne Brady, and again, this is a huge chance that has nothing to do with Canada, but Wayne Brady has a very clean cut very straight-laced image. Yes. And he went on the Chappelle show 20 years ago, and he was basically a pimp. And just, <laughs> it was just, it was amazing. And basically the line is, he's looking out his window with Dave Chappelle, looking at his, his, um, his harem of hookers, and goes, and Wayne Brady says to one of the hookers, does Wayne Brady have to cut a bitch? <laughs> so yeah, whenever I think about Wayne Brady, I don't think about whose line is it anyway. I think about the Chappelle show. I love Wayne Brady though. He's a classic. He's a classy dude. Yep. But Canadian comedians. There's another one, Colin Mockery. Yep. Well, and that show, Who's Line comedian. Anyway, was a really good one. I really enjoyed it. I love watching back the clips on the those guys trying to figure yep. what they're going to do on the spot with just whatever theme that gets pulled out by the judge was simply fantastic. Yep. Asher Moon. Asher, you were about to say something. No. I, okay. Well, I was, but I've 
donor brain and I forgot. So. <laughs> oh, that's another great Canadian thing. We have the best weed in the world. Oh, yeah, and shit. it's legal too. It's legal here. You we can have the greatest weed in the world. You can eat it. You can grow it. You People can talk about, you know, you Jamaican want. weed or Mexican weed, but let's be honest, Canadian bud is the best. It's where it's all yeah, at. I, I'm a big yep. fan, personally. Yep. I am a big fan. Asher Moon. Yep. Alan Smithy, I want to thank you guys. Also, I want to thank uh, Motorsports Mofo, but clearly he had to pull the plug. Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for your time and coming here and just showing your Canadian love. Oh, Canada, buddy. Let's go have some poutine. Oh, baby. Asher nice, Moon, thank you very nice much. Big... Of course, I, you know, I'm always going to come when you call. I love to be on the show with you guys and talk with you guys and talk all kinds of shit with Alan because that's my Absolutely. favorite thing to do You're with my BFF. You're my BFF for a reason yeah. there, Asher <laughs> Moon. You know, um, what's it called? Even though I'm a little bit jealous of your love for Donna today, I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. But wow, uh, well, she's from Peterborough. She's a hometown girl, so you know, some things take priority. You know what? Plus, though, like, plus Donna I, does not like Nickelback. I'll give you that. Yeah. Donna does not like Nickelback. I didn't she's say a Cree I like fan, Nickelback. So. Okay, Jesus. Right, right, right. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, you know, man. we always end the show with uh, "Remember, always go deep." But I had a young man tell me something when I was a young man, and all he simply said was, nobody just likes a tip, so that's why we go deep. Welcome back to the world-famous GDP Go Deep, the podcast, where we share our opinions like we have a clue. You can find us on most forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Thank you again for your support, and remember, always go deep.